All right, and welcome back to the latest installment of the Metal Oasis podcast with me, your host, Adam, and just good old Orion. I'll How you doing, buddy? You know what? It has been a fucking week, dude, and I am so excited for the work you to add. It's a Wednesday, so you're Honestly, I thought it was Friday, maybe next Thursday by now. No, it's just the end of Wednesday of the same week. This has got to stop. Yeah, uh, we're halfway through the month now, and every day I wake up, I'm like, is it Friday or Saturday? I'm like, nope, it's Monday or Tuesday. I'm like, God damn it. And then I'm getting real sick of people yelling at me at work about their problems. I'm like, you know what? And I love this phrase. Your lack of preparation does not constitute an emergency on my part. Mm. So you can fucking wait. Like, mm. take See, a gonna, back seat. I'm going to put that in my email signature for 2024 with like a calligraphy font and that yeah. in, in quotes. And then when somebody books time with me, I'm just going to send that back to them. Uh, my boss was like, hey, we should get a, like a motto, like a mantra for 2024. And I found that the on Monday. I was like, hey, boss, got our new mantra. And I just got the, you know, laughy face, wink, LOL. So it's pretty cool. I'm not sure why yeah. there's a wink in there, but, you know, it all works It means out. you got to meet in the back room if you want that raise, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. Talk strategy. Oh, okay. No, thanks. Anyways. So, anyway, moving on. So, tonight, back in... The realm of power metal. Last time we did this was your album, Camelot. And while we were doing that episode, I just had a really good feeling Matt was enjoying that. So, Matt, welcome back. Hey, what's up? I'm so enthusiastic. I'm not I'm sure he's more enthusiastic, him or Shoals. <laughs> All the energy of someone I, tapped on the shoulder at line in GameStop. Like, hey, man, here's the spin. Hey. <laughs> I forgot that we were recording, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yes, I'm so excited to be here. Put the put the Debbie Does Dallas down <laughs> and put the Dragon Land in your hand. Mm -hmm. That got real strange. Mm -hmm. yeah, so, real what are you uh <laughs> hold on, let's do a drink check real quick because that looked what do you got there, Matt? Uh this is a Sam Adams winter lager. Oh, okay. Such a delicious gold. beverage. Saw, saw the gold. I know you were drinking uh, what appeared to be six gallons of eggnog. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, nice. I'm in the Christmas spirit for you, buddy. <laughs> Very nice. Six. Very nice. I like oh, it. That looks I like gross. It. Oh, God. It's getting thicker <laughs> with everything. <laughs> it's congealing. It's okay. I just got to drink it quick so I can crack open these. Crispy boys. I really Crispy thought that boys. was a can of eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Could you imagine? Can you imagine the sound? Ew. Like no, con no uh, carbonation. Just you're like, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's got like you know when you um like put like bacon fat in the refrigerator and it just hasn't gotten like fully congealed yet. It's not that you just take layer. a big <laughs> sip off the top. No, uh, no, that's disgusting. Oh my god! Anyway, it is the season. So we did gamble a lot before, had an awesome time with that episode. Matt had a blast with it, and I was like, you know what? This was my first Camelot, or Ghost Opera was my first venture into that Camelot album. But like, you know what? Time to throw it back into my court for some more power metal and another just first, you know, look for everybody. We're gonna go into 2006's Dragonland album, Astronomy. Before we do that, though, uh, Orion, last week we did episode 70, hard to believe, for our top 10. Believable. 
top 10 female vocalists. And I actually had a comment I forgot to mention on last week's episode. I was chastised by old Terry mm. from episode 69. We did not make any references whatsoever about being <laughs> dirty old men in the wow. dirty joke of 69. Wow. That's because this is a podcast by adults for adults. And we don't have time we- for childish jokes or asides or references to 90s cartoons or anything like that. We're strictly business in this podcast. Do you remember that animated show, The Mighty Ducks, when it was like Ducktopia or whatever, and there was like this big war that came out, and it was kind of like the guy's brother died, and he found like the golden hockey mask, and he put it on, and it becomes like a superhero? I'm pretty sure you have had four gallons of eggnog, and none (laughs) of this has existed. Oh, I mean, I will find it, but anyway... Yes, this is a show for mature adults mm-hmm. with who are what we call intellectuals. That that's mm-hmm. the exact phrasing. So maybe on episode 169 we'll uh we'll make some references. We'll, we'll loop back around. So we'll loop back around. Hey Terry, we did it. Isn't that a whole different thing? 169? <laughs> yeah, I mean, mind. I guess it's like if you're on the bed. <laughs> All right, we're trying. gonna we gotta save that for our other cast. Middle Oasis is after dark. <laughs> after dark. <laughs> All right. Well, um, well, wait. So, uh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. We 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 definitely failed in our duties for '69, and we we uh, I apologize on behalf of the Metal Oasis to all the countries who are listening, and to specifically to Terry. Terry, we apologize. We have failed you. We dropped our balls on your face. <laughs> I like the very um, pitiful laughter from Matthew. Thank <laughs> you, Matthew. Well, As unfortunately, this is fan. an audio podcast. Uh, I was grinning greedily was grinning. the whole time. <laughs> I'm like, why? And I'm, just, <laughs> and I'm just getting blinded by Matt's bald spot on his head. Oh, yeah, it's, it's Listen, we are adults here. All right. This is an adult <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Grab so your road game, your hymns. It's hymns, bro. Hymns is working yeah. for me. It, is we it are not for her? sponsored at this point, <laughs> so I refuse to reference any products until we got a podcast sponsorship. Speaking of podcast sponsorship, this podcast is sponsored by <laughs> Is it sponsored by no sponsors? Uh Matt, what's the uh what's the app for you swiping for all the local stepmoms in your area? Um it's probably the best one I can say is uh um Bumbles. Can I remind that we have now done two product advertisements for exactly zero dollars? In fact, we may lose money as yeah. a result <laughs> of these asides. This might pod- this might be the worst podcast y'all have ever recorded. Just you That's wait. not true at all. It's power metal. It's gonna be great. <laughs> it's time to, to fly into the lands of stars and beasts, winged serpents of the sky of legend. Sure. Anyway, so let's move on. So normally when we do first looks or I guess first time listenings to new artists and bands, always dive into. Uh, well, actually, for f- fucked up. How did last week's episode go? What'd you think? I mean, I was right. About what? Everything I said, and that's uh, the end of the feedback. I, I actually we got an email, a really interesting one that just said, "As per always, Orion was right. That ranking was on point." Thanks for incredible content week in and week out. I'm glad Adam was there too. <laughs> they remained anonymous, but you know, appreciate the message. Thanks so much. You're an idiot. <laughs> um. Anyway, well, Matt, 
Glad to have you here for this episode. Thanks for inviting episode me. Episode 71. This is also our 50th album, Orion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 50 albums in pretty wild. So episode 71, let's jump into it. So Dragonland, 2006, Astronomy. So it's my album, so I'll start. I got into Dragonland back in, I believe, 2008. I was at John Tyler, and it's when I was in a weird phase of pirating a ton of music. And I liked the band Dragon Force. I was like, oh, this band's cool. It's called Dragonland. I wonder if there's any relation or correlation. So, you know, I really liked these albums. It's the overall band. Like it was a good mixture of good vocals, like a lot of different tempo changes with, you know, fast parts and like really slow breakdowns. More like a almost jazzy type of breakdowns where it's a little just hypnotic in a sense. But it was just fun music. Now the band overall, I mean, it's there's hit or miss at times. There are some really really good songs and some really really weird songs. And ones that just do not get it going for me. But when I wanted to, I was trying to think of what is the best example of the band. I thought Astronomy a good point, a good starting point for y'all to listen to. Because it's got it makes a lot of good contact with a lot of different facets of their overall sound. But I mean, since then they released, you know, uh when I first came to VCU in 2011, they released Under the Gray Banner, which I really didn't get into. And they went dormant for a long time, and they just released The Power of the Night Star uh, last year, which still needs some more time with it. It's not really hitting for me too much, but I mean, overall, I think there's a fun band. Uh, the uh, guitarist from Dragonland, Olaf, Olaf Mork, I believe is his name, and so I just, again, I discovered more of them, you know, through different facets because because of Dragonland, it's how I discovered Amaranth and how I discovered Elise Reed. So so that's why I kinda like going back because you know he makes his band and goes off and starts Amaranth after Under the Grey Banner. So musically like he's still like he's a great guitarist. Musically he still you know still releases stuff and then they come back and this is more of a side project for him now. But yeah. I, I like this band a lot. You know, I obviously have never seen them because they don't tour anymore or don't tour in the States. Um, I mean, Amaranth's on tour right now with Dragon Force, but I don't like Dragon Force anymore with a new singer, so I'm not going to go see them. Boycott them. I don't yeah, think boycott them. Like, it's just lackluster. I'm like, Sticking it to the band. Yeah, it's not the same. No, so, uh, Matt. How did you get exposed to Dragonland? And don't say <laughs> two weeks ago when I told you, hey, Matt, we're going to do Dragonland. Actually, you join yeah, us? yeah. It was literally two weeks ago. <laughs> and you were like, hey, join us. Um, I'm I, I'm mad excited to, to be exposed to new music. This is why I like this podcast. This is why you like y'all. It's because when I've heard of an album, I'm like, cool, let me listen to the review. But when I haven't heard of the album, I was like, hey, let me listen to the album first before I listen to y'all. So, um, I haven't listened to any other Dragonland tracks since you told Ooh. me to review this album. So I'm 
really, really excited to dive into their catalog after we're done recording because uh, this album has put me onto some shit, man. So I appreciate you uh, telling me about this band and um super excited to to continue that journey. Um, awesome. With them. Have you listened to Amaranth? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I heard that a, probably a while ago, but I didn't know they were like associated or anything like that. Gotcha. What about you, Numb Nuts? You know, funnily enough, I got exposed to this. I want to say I was in fourth grade. I really enjoyed the kid friendly rides, climbing nets, and more. Because uh, it's a, we're talking about the whimsical little mythological land where we've stored up a ton of fun for our youngest guests with kid rides, splash areas, and more. No, this will keep no, our little I, ones. Uh, wait, I think you're, not? I think you're thinking of Dragon Tales, and that's <laughs> that's not what we're talking no, about. No, no, you know what it is. I was thinking about Land of the Dragon oh. at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Bush Gardens. <laughs> oh, okay, apologies, I was mistaken. Jesus no, uh, talk about Dragon Land. I was exposed to this way back, uh, about two and a half weeks ago, when you write. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, <laughs> I'm excited to talk about this. You know, this is no. In, in all seriousness, uh, Dragonland is a great place to take your children uh, at Bush Gardens. <laughs> no, really, that's though. our third advertisement. <laughs> no. You're right. Honestly, we are owed many royalties. But I'm excited <laughs> to talk about these guys, as we, we've chatted about a few times. I didn't really listen. I had stopped listening to power metal for a while until we started this podcast. And one of the first things we did was unleash the archers. And I was like, I don't know, man, power metal. And then I've listened to cleanse the bloodlines at least once a week for like a year. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting about these guys. Yeah. So let's uh, just dive into the album at hand with a little background. Um, I'll, you'll take that one for me, Orion. Yeah. So first the band, cause we haven't spoken about them. <laughs> we have we have not brought them up <clears throat> so they are a power metal band from sweden they're most known for so their self-produced dragonland chronicles fantasy saga um they're formed in 99 they've been on numerous labels including black lotus century media king records uh, afm records uh and today we are going to be talking about their fourth album astronomy released November 11th, 2006. We, we missed the anniversary by a little over a month. So that's what we're going to be talking about today in terms of just kind of anecdotal feedback on you know their perception for the album. They were trying to kind of move away from the idea in Starfall of being, you know, super keyboardy, synthy, and, and upbeat. According to Olaf, astronomy is gloomier, more Stygian, and packed with crunchy guitars, both furiously fast and bone-grindingly heavy which we will put that to the test in our discussion of the album today. Cool. And all right. So before we dive into the track by tracks, let's go into our favorite part. Album cover. Uh, Matt, what do you think? Uh, again, not much exposure to the band before, but um, if like, I was kind of like, what is happening in this photograph? But like, it's a, it's a beautiful photo. I mean, like you can tell that, um, I mean, you can tell this is a power metal band. <laughs> that's, that's for, Oh yeah. For, for sure. sure. So, but, um, I really dig the, the person in the, like sitting, I guess. I don't, I, it's kind of hard to tell if he's sitting or whatever, but the spacesuit issue and like the backdrop too, like the colors of the backdrop, it's like, 
blue and also like stars. So it, it it's a good it's a good power metal, you know, album cover like photograph itself. Like I really I really like it. Again, not much exposure to this band, but I I was trying to avoid anything like even their album covers I didn't pay attention to. So I was like, wow, that's dedication. Just, yeah, I was like, I just want to listen to this album. That's it. So. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? It looks like a uh, Mist or Early Civilization expansion CD cover, <laughs> uh, which is fine. I got no 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 shame in the game. Yeah, it's 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 very. It looks like a PC oh. game cover to me. You know what I'm saying? Like it looks like it would be like a early thousands, late nineties like video game cover, which in the realm of fantasy and power metal and stuff tends to be the case, right? They are usually fairly over the top and video game ish but i think it's cool looking i think it, it matches you know the, the title super well i'd say my only negative is that it's very hard to read astronomy at the bottom like it kind of it's you know what i mean like it, it kind of separate it, it doesn't separate from the background enough but other than that i mean it's cool looking i dig it Definitely it almost looks like a, it almost looks like a debut because mm. like it's just it's really your focus is to i'm assuming this is galileo on the main cover and it just has Dragonland in gold letters on top of the, you know, bluish black backdrop. Who's like coming in through like a you know, Doctor Strange portal, looks like from the background, like holding some type of, you know, astrological device. And then there's hands pointing up to it. But then if you, have, you really have to keep looking and see astronomy at the bottom of it. But this is, um, I think it's a cool cover. Not my favorite, but it is a cool cover, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, the because it's like there's so much going on, so it's one of those things where it's not clean, but it's not overtly distracting to where you're like, oh, it's just too much to look at. Because the more you look at it, the more you find little nuances. Like you've got like the North Star in the background on the top right. You've got like a a compass and whatever the, like the wheel is behind it. I don't, I don't know really what it is, but something astrological. But overall, I mean, it's I think it's a cool cover. All right, boys and girls, let us get ready. The burst of a supernova.
Matt, as our guest, and you're, I'm waiting your bated breath of excitement to announce the <laughs> first thoughts on this album. What do you think? Uh, so this is not just first thoughts on the album. It's their first thoughts on the band themselves. So, which is crazy. You know, it's like, you gotta take everything in strides, but like when you said review this album, I took it mad seriously. And I was like, it's a strong, strong intro. Um, and I appreciated like listening to this. Uh, I think the first time I listened to it, I was at the gym and uh, like, it blew me away. It, it really did. It's just like, okay, well, I can get I can get down with this. And again, I've had to listen to this album several times to 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 figure out, you know, where I place myself and everything like that. But this was a strong intro. So for for me as an introduction to the band themselves. So I appreciated it. Right? Yeah, I would say the the thing that kind of struck me was it's interesting, especially I was as a power metal band to have a space theme and this intro with static radio and kind of dissonant voices and all this stuff. It made me feel like a static X song is about to kick off or some sort of like, you know, new metal song. And then it kicks into very fantastical operatic stuff. And I'm like, Oh yeah, this is a power metal album. Uh, I really, I really like that. It definitely gave me pretty strong symphony X vibes when it first kicks up. Like it feels like the first song of a symphony X album. And then it, it kind of rides that wave. So I would say, it's a good it's a very it's a very good way to kick off the album and i think it's it's a solid way to introduce kind of the atmosphere of what's going to be happening throughout this album so overall it's solid i will let you know how i feel how it feels compared to other songs but overall i would say it is a good power metal song and it is a strong way to start the album oh good glad <clears throat> oh we're probably off to a rough start already we're gonna be in agreement on every fucking song but <laughs> yeah i i think for we, we talked about this several times, Orion and I, but how an album starts, you know, I think can really make or break someone's attention span and how much they want to listen to the album after that. But I think that really, that if it just would have jumped right in with the drums, okay, fine. But I think having that really staticky sound of the the radio recording or something, like it just really sets the immediate tone of like, we're going into space and, you know, uncharted territories with this and trying to do something heavier and maybe a little more different from what the band's previously done from my experience. So it's really cool. I do like the, I mean, I always picture like little movies in my head about songs and going on and like supernova. I just picture, you know, almost like uh like planet of the apes or like adventure to Mars where like they're in the spaceship trying to find a new civilization, find a new home and they're just blasting into a supernova, hoping there's something on the other side of it, right? But, I mean, overall, I mean, I think the song is it's good. It's a little slow, I think, to be an opener, which is interesting. But it's got, I think, just enough tempo to keep you interested because there are little moving parts. Um, uh, Johan's, the vo- his vocals on everything, like, it's nothing too really whiny. And I think for me, that's a big thing when it comes to power model. It's like you have to have the right voice that fits the band, fits the music, and it's not, you know, taking it yourself too seriously or you're not joking. Like when you listen to Ale Storm, you're listening to pirate metal. Like you know what you're in for. It's like whatever. Yeah. You know, when you listen to, you know, Blind Guardian or Nightwish, you know, that's 
operatic kind of style of vocals. And it's like, you have to be into that kind of stuff to really enjoy it. So for him, he fits on that line between just a strong male vocal, gets a little operatic at times on his high notes. But overall, I think the song is a good way to start the album. And uh, the solo, I want to play the solos real quick. Hold on. And another thing about the band is that and I'm not like Chris where I can really or Billy where I can differentiate a lot of different guitars. But with Dragonland, the guitars between uh, Olaf and Nicholas definitely have a different sound to it. And actually it's a different overall different vibe where one of them is playing more of I hate the, we use this word too many fucking times, but more of like a ethereal sound where it's just more like accent notes and everything. And then the other, um, I believe it's Nicholas, gets into the more of like the speed aspect where Olaf maybe more of like a groove and feel. Nicholas is more of like a speed and shred, which complements each other. And then you come with a fucking keyboard solo, which is always fun. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, so overall, I mean, take all those components into it the theme, the music, the vocals. It's a good, I think, a good start to the album. So, uh, enough uh, cock gobble on that. Are you ready to uh, meet your queen, O'Brien? <laughs> I, I mean, we've been talking since episode one, so I think we've met for a while now. Ha, ha, ha. Next uh, track. Dickhead. Uh, <laughs> I believe it's Casapia. Casapia.
All right, Ryan, what do you think? So the song kicks in with a little saucita goodness going on. And I remember thinking when we're doing Dragland, I'm like, you know, Adam really wants to talk about this band. I wonder why. And then I hear Elisa's voice kick in. <laughs> and I was like, ah, there she is. And there this is the reason why <laughs> that Adam was really, really running and gunning for Dragonland. Uh, and I get it. I, first thing that I would call out is the riff that kind of plays throughout is is like just kind of a it's a fairly simple riff, but it's very tasty. And the main thing that I really like about it is the tone. It It's very gritty and almost sounds, dare I say, pretty like early in flames ish in terms of like the tone and how gritty and stuff it is. I like that. I like it when it's a little, little, little chuggy, a little dirty, uh, <laughs> which is which is great. And then when the chorus kicks in with hear a goddess cry, a silent, hopeless sigh, and they're both kind of going back and forth with singing duty. Super dope. But then it's followed by the super cheesy, echoey, <laughs> overly uh, done from the star. She still whispers. I go from being like, man, that's really cool. And then that part comes out. I'm like, eh, not as cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that said, I really like this song. I think it's great. I think the two of them working together is, is excellent. I, I like the the intro is neat. Uh, it's a very cool song. That's really my only gripe is when it goes into the overly uh, produced, super echoey portion. I'm like, mm, let's let's come back. Let's come back. And then they do very quickly. But that's like the only part of it that sticks out of me. It's kind of, yeah. But overall, dope song. Matt? I uh, like it. The second one of the, the, the album, like, it kicks the intensity so like just as Ryan saying with the riff it's like this is intense and you know the first listens are just like important but the intensity of the riffs is so important to me and it's like and then all of a sudden i hear the second vocalist and i was like wait a minute there's another <laughs> i was like wait a minute this is cool but intensity really does matter in this album and i really appreciated how much it like resonated with the type of music that I normally listen to. And I'm like, again, it was surprising to me that I'm like, when you go to Spotify or Apple music and you're just like suggested bands that I still haven't seen this band come up in any of the band, the bands that I've listened to. So I'm like, why is this just like, why is Adam introducing to me this to me and not like, you know, by stupid like algorithms or whatever, you know, it's like, why are you doing this for me? But not the computer, but incredible song incredible like track intensity is still there and i i really love it i i you know great track so like my thing with power metal is i always will always gravitate toward more towards like duets in a sense where you've got two vocalists i think it is there's something about that in power metal, especially when you have a light and dark aspect of it. Like we talked about it last week with Epica and Simone Simmons. Like that works really well. I mean, Amaranth works so well because you have that plus a harsh vocalist at times. Like that to me works really well. So, you know, there's a Firewind song, uh, Breaking the Silence. You know, the lead singer from Firewind has a good voice. But when you have a female counterpart to him to like really pump up these choruses it just makes it so much more over the top so hearing her come in even if it is such a you know subtlety 
vocally, I mean, she only has like, a couple lines in the song. You know, solar rays will carry me from far away from here, take me to my journey's end, and then so my wings will carry me far away from home, bring me to my final rest. You know, and she sounds so fucking good on that. But then also it goes into the theme of the song, which is about Queen, like, I'm saying, I guess I'm saying it right, Casapia. It's just this goddess figure that they're singing out to, and she's, you know, as a like a spiritual being singing back to them. So it's just a cool aspect of the song. Uh, musically, that intro, I'm always going to be a sucker for like acoustic intros with a, luckily this was pretty short and sweet and then jumps right in. And again, it keeps that riff really tasty. It's very simple, but it drives the song in the right direction at the right speed, the right pace. But yeah, this one is... One of the, like I think after Supernova, when I heard this, I was like, okay, I'm definitely in. Like, let's see where this keeps going. So I was a big fan of this song. So, next track, Contact. I'll start this one. So, if you weren't sold on Supernova or Caspia by this point, Contact takes you with the right and the left and says, Welcome to Kmart. We got the blue light special. Buy one, get one, and punches it in the dick. Because that opener, <laughs> just with the blast beats, and then just drops in with this quick gallop on the bass and drums and this kind of cheesy like soft spoken vocal melody but then the guitar like everything just comes in and 
he hits these high notes and they're not like super exaggerated. They're just right at that prime spot, blasting it out. I love this song. I mean, it's, you know, it's about, I mean, the story is written about making first contact with alien civilization on earth and that they're not going to be peaceful. They're here to fucking kill us and enslave us to be <laughs> conquerors. So really cool song. The, and the fact that three songs in, we get a keyboard solo in the middle out of nowhere. Awesome. So big fan of this. And I, I also really like where like, it's not a really complex song i think to learn to play but i feel like when it's playing in the first verse remember like playing like guitar hero like on easier like normal something like that where it's like this song's kind of difficult to play guitar and they just like hold these two notes and let them just ring out like that's what they're doing they're just holding notes that like just down down like that just sounds i think it'd be a lot of fun to watch them play so and then we talked about this on the Inhuman Rampage episode of Ryan, but the chorus for this band, or this song in particular for Contact, it has that vibe where like the music around the singer is just fast and chaotic, and he's just easy breezy, just singing it out. You know, see, you just see, see the fire in the cloudless night, bring reflection of lights in my eyes. Now we will see, will our contact be salvation from afar? A guiding star like it's you know he sings it well but the music around it is chaotic and it's awesome so this song is definitely high up there on me matt what do you think um you know being the the type of person i am and like when you're like doing what you do when you listen to music it's it's hard to like be judgmental or like you know, what am I doing while I'm listening to the song? Like, you know, a lot of people are gym rats like me. They they do that. But when I was on the treadmill and this song started to play, man, that shit was like intense as, as fuck, man. Like I was running faster than I ever thought I could run. And I really, really enjoyed the like every single second of the song, like it was something that I just, again, like listening to the band at first, I didn't expect to hear this after listening to the previous two tracks. And like it, it, for me, it's a certified banger. Like I, I can't, I can't deny that shit. It was so good and so powerful. And it's so much to me, like the perfect song that I want to hear. That is excellent. <laughs> All right. What do you think? This song fucking sucks. Dude, no. This song fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, my initial thought. First time I heard this was, oh, here we go. We got some energy on our hands. And then it slows back down, which, you know, is which happens in, you know, kind of this this uh, flavor of power metal. But dude, that that blistering fast chuggy power metal goodness and then just that one more quick little like let me just get a few more out before the chorus kicks in is 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 great i i this one has this one stuck out to me as again i liked casapea quite a bit but this was kind of more of what i was expecting when you tell me a band called dragonland and then it's called astronomy i imagined 
flying on a dragon through space and blasting alien ships with laser <laughs> eyes. And this song is about talking to aliens. Uh, and it's by Dragonland. So I think it's pretty fucking close to what I was hoping for and looking for. So I think that this is one of the songs that probably captures what you would imagine. If someone said, yeah, they're a uh, fairly heavy, fast power metal band called Dragonland. This album's called Astronomy. I was like, I wonder what they sound like. This is the first thing that would come to mind. <laughs> like, in, Spot uh, on. Yep. In my brain, um, I had just watched a film called Nope. Um, by Jordan Peele. I need to watch that movie. It, I heard it nothing. It, I've only it, heard amazing yeah, things. It, it's really good, and like just like the theme of the the song is also relatively the theme of the the film. But the the film is crazy. But um, yeah, like if you're ever thinking that it's gonna get chaotic when we may possibly come in first contact with aliens, this song is what would be playing in my head for sure. Absolutely. Great song. Let's uh check out that solo real quick. Hold on. So real quick on the solo, I think that's why I like this band a lot too because the solos did a lot had a lot of like Dragon Force for me. My first exposure was coming from them to now Dragonland, where they do a lot of battles between the guitars and keyboards. I think that's just always fun. You could say that sometimes it's just speed for speed's sake, but I feel like all their solos are very tasteful and they fit the mm-hmm. songs. There is a song later one which it is like spot on. The solo fits the song very well, but. There's that. And then I realized um, in preparation for this um, episode, there's a, the line leading out of the solo says, complete fulfillment of ancient signs. And I always thought it was complete fulfillment of angel side. Angel like, side? Yeah. Like homicide. But it was like... Angel side. An- oh, yeah. Like the killing of angels. Like, that's fucking dope. That's pretty metal. Not gonna lie. And like, ancient signs. Lame. We're here for Angel Side. That'd be a cool band name. So, well, uh, I, uh, see if that's already a band. Probably. And tonight. it is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Next album, Angel Side. Black metal, uh, black metal Ooh. ambient early black and death metal later Ooh. formed in two thousand three. Supernatural, evil, evil, and melancholy are the themes. Hmm. I need to listen. Uh, yeah. I was I was kind of joking, and then as soon as but, I started typing it, I was like, I guarantee you there's a band that already exists. <laughs> and lo and behold. I'll check it. All right, boys, next track, the title track, Astronomy. Astronomy. 
astronomy. Matt, what do you think? Good fucking track. Good solid track. Um, again, this title track, so we have a lot of like expectations for the title track to be as amazing as it can be. Um, this whole album is very, very like I keep saying it, but it's like it's a very powerful, like powerful like album itself. But astronomy captures exactly what you want it to capture. It it's this explains the album. Um, this is one of the tracks that I feel like it's we're about to experience something like maybe not this one. This is the track four, right? So yeah, but in the middle we're about to be in the middle of the album and i feel like that there's a huge shift after this track so um i like it a lot but again what to what comes to follow doesn't it's not my expectation so um good good solid track all around but you know i'm it, the rest of the album is kind of strange so indeed orion what do you think yeah i I like astronomy. I honestly have similar feelings to Supernova on this one. Like it's a solid power metal song. But that my feedback is kind of ends there. I know it has actually on this album. There are quite a few guest musicians, vocalists, all that kind of stuff. I don't know who quite a, who some of these people are. So I don't know if it's like a bigger deal in, you know, the power metal space. Like this is one of the it's what the formal vocalist of Amaranth. Right, J. Uh, you'll keep Jake E. Yeah, Jake um, E. He does the vocals on the um, a couple of songs. Uh, yeah, but this one he does the what is the line where he's singing? Um, so he, on the verse where it says "Constellations far revealing my destiny," astronomy they're make they're among the star. That's him. Yeah. I so again it's it's a strong it's a strong power metal song. And I think it's a good as as Matt said, it's a good way of kind of framing up the theme of the album, the story of what's happening, you know, kind of the overall direction of the album. But it's tough for me because as I'm comparing it to other songs and then just again pulling it from the theme and you know the lyrical relevance and stuff like that, if I just listen to it by itself as a song, to me this just feels like it's a pretty good power metal song. I have no real complaints. It doesn't necessarily separate itself from other power metal songs, but it's it's good, right? Like I'd hear it, I hear it, I like it, but it doesn't necessarily like ring in my memory for super long, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. I mean, the this song is I, I like the way the song starts; it just jumps right in. Just mm -hmm. da -da, I do like da -da. that. That's great, and it's fine, and it has a kind of that same vibe too. Uh, really, Supernova, where it's like. It's not that fast. Yeah. But it keeps it going in the right direction. And I, I kind of, the one thing I do like about this is where you feel like it's going to go into the, the next, into the course and it stops. Like yeah. it just edges you. It's like, we're almost there. And it's like, oh, no, we're going back to this. Now we're doing the second verse. It's, and it's before so, the it, chorus like, comes it, in after that. It gives me this like chilling feeling that they like, again it's not the middle of the album but like they they hooked me on the first two tracks and then contact blew me away and then astronomy is like hey like 
we're going to dial it back down. But again, the, the the album has a very weird shift. Not not necessarily this track, but yeah. pretty much pretty much after like track six that. Yeah, well, so I mean, we'll, we'll get into that, but yeah, we'll you know, get there. Yeah, I really like so, this one again. Like it's it's not this album intensity is different than what I'm used to. It's like the intensity is different, but not the speed. So. Yeah, and then there's also this one little part right here when it comes to the, the solos. Hold on. Just that guitar and keyboard solo, it just works so well where it just that really makes you feel like you're just drifting off into space. That slow part with the keyboards. So that's what I really, really like about astronomy. Is is the solo and just that very haunting kind of sound to it with all throughout. Of just really just I, I think just imagine that if you were just like in fucking Abyss from Unleash the yeah, Archers yeah, of Ryan, yeah. right? When the when he wakes up on the spaceship and just hurling in space, like I feel like that's astronomy. It's like you just wake up and you're like, "What the fuck?" Like I'm just lost in space adrift. So I had a lot like, to say about the solos of this album. Um, there's some that I actually notate, but like the solos of this album are very unique and they're very like like when I'm matching intensity of the like track i'm like what is a solo you know solos are usually faster but the solos are all slower than the actual like you know or like i guess they don't match the intensity but they're still really good yeah <clears throat> um all of them i mean every track ha in this album has w when it has a solo it's it's like it kind of blows me away i mean astronomy probably has the slowest solo yeah it with does. that yeah. keyboard like yeah, I don't mind, you know, because I mean, a lot of times, especially with power metal solos, it's just like, let me see how blisteringly fast I could do this. <laughs> yeah. Is it yeah. that was quick? Uh, I like, I definitely agree with Matt, and I think it's kind of cool. I think the big thing for me that stands out for the solos, and then just kind of the album, I already mentioned the tone, like kind of like the gritty in flames ish tone, but a lot of the solos almost take like a slow down, chuggy, genty feel to it, but they still have the gritty in flames tone which is super cool i do like that a lot yeah and, and like especially like this one in particular where it's like coming out of the the chorus where it just kind of drops right in and it's like just the, the guitar build up that chugga chugga like builds up to it but then you've got like the nose you know the the dive bomb on the whammy bar but then a little bit of speed and then it's like all right now take it the keyboard and that's what i think really sets the tone for this really just atmospheric kind of feel that you get from this song so do they have a specific keyboardist or is it yeah i mean yeah they have keys um elias Hormelid. 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 Yeah. Hormelid. damn <laughs> swedes swedes yeah <laughs> that's i mean like again like you have to give a lot of power metal bands and a lot of bands uh, symphonic bands like it's just like you got to give credit where that keyboardist can actually step in and play a unique part to it and then this band has has done that for me it's like 
wait a minute, there's more than just guitar solos and guitars and riffs and everything like that. But uh, I'll get into a lot of that later. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I think we still have way more to the yeah, album. We got more. So let's dive into the next track. Yeah, let's get to the next track. Uh, next track. Anti-matter. Right, I know this is a more of the thrashier side of life. What do you think? Are you guys familiar with the valet attendants from Key and Peel who frequently explode <laughs> with excitement at things? Because that's how I felt first time I heard this song. <laughs> whole time I will be super candid. Whole time listen to this album, first few playthroughs. Generally, slight smile, bit of nodding, like, oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, I can dig that. Oh, this is good. This is the song where I was like, this is my oh, shit. No. Uh, <laughs> Liam, Liam Neeson is my shit. <laughs> yeah. The super fast intro. I mean, that's just, yeah. you know, obviously going to tickle my fancy. But the things that I liked are honestly the way the lead singer, he still goes super power metally. You know what I mean? Like he still belts it at times, but he kind of he kind of reels it back in a little bit more. And I think a lot of that is because they have the the guest vocalist from a metalcore band, and so they probably don't want to have like too much opposite sides of the coin throughout the song. So he kind of brings it back down a little bit. Uh, and I I like the I like his voice in general throughout the whole. I'm super super strong. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of like the way it's reeled in a little bit on this song. I also really like 
the super short like i don't really know how to describe it but like the really shortened notes like the kind of quick chug was like like super super shortened it's fucking cool the the guest vocalist uh jimmy strimmel from dead by april from the metalcore band honestly sounds like pretty much any other metalcore singer however i think the juxtaposition of him with this band is pretty cool and pretty unique so i'm gonna go ahead and say it antimatter gets the ink for me Mm. it's the stamp yeah wow surprise i really like the song a lot that is you know what you've said this to me several times listen to your bands and your albums that makes me happy because this song was a 180 for me Mm. when i first listened to it i was like meh just didn't get into it but as my metal palette has matured over the past mm-hmm. you know five or six years getting into heavier stuff and going back and like oh i love you know this album let's do it and i'm like oh, antimatter then i'm like hold on and i'm like oh now i'm hearing more stuff underneath of it and like those harsh vocals that ride underneath the main vocal line is really tasty same thing with you, Ryan. Like that, that quick just like that, just nothing but down picking the whole time is good. And then when it comes to the song itself, like antimatter, right? It's the opposite of matter. And you know, it's a couple of things to point out. Like the opening line, like radioactive decay, a separation of fragile cycles, decelerating our age. Nothing stands in my way in the universe. It's like this evil being or something is like it's coming to life and then as he's singing the song it's like building and growing and becoming more powerful and then the harsh vocals kind of take over and make and bring to life bring to voice it's you know leave this heart to a blight with shadows lost inside a vision of empty light abandon your sight it's just it fits the song so well and again like that's why i like dual vocalists and bands because not every person can do everything. So having that juxtaposition of, you know, a powerful, clean, and the harsh vocals works well. And, and you're right, he, like he, um, the lead vocalist, uh, Johans, he brings it back in, you know, that was a third verse where it's like, reach out and you will see what science won't believe. Like it's, it's almost like he's talk singing, but with a lot of oomph in his voice, which I really like. And, you know, just the last thing I have is just the outro vocal where again it's back to the harsh vocal just so reach out and you will learn and it just has this really hard gargling voice in it, or tone in his voice. And I really like that. So Antimatter is was definitely a sleeper for me for a long time, but that's it's this one doesn't get the stamp for me, but it definitely gets up there. There's a couple of songs that get the stamp. That's fair. Matt, what do you think? Um, Orion, like, you know, I mean, you have pretty similar music tastes and, and um, I had to listen to this album a lot in the past couple of weeks. And it, it has been like the shuffling that I've had to do on any sort of like list. And I, I think you, do you guys rank your list like after we talk about it or is like, bef- like before, like you have like a general idea you don't like mine's, my, mine's, yeah, mine's pretty yeah mine's pretty much ranked in my head yeah and then as we as we listen to it i'm like so all right that's my final it, ranking yeah, 
And I had to do this a couple of times with the song because it was like, you know, um, we're it, it's I guess it's almost midway, and I I just said that about uh, astronomy, but like antimatter to me is like, um, if you listen to Appetite for Destruction by Guns and Roses, antimatter to me is their Rocket Queen. It should be, in my opinion, the last track on the album because it's mm. so good. It's so good. And it's just like if you listen to Appetite, they have a powerful intro, Welcome to the Jungle. And then I, I wrote all these down. So, like, if you know, if I actually wrote yeah. this, if you listen to Welcome to the Jungle and then you listen to Rocket Queen, there is a distinct difference and then a distinct, like, powerful message in between them. And I just kind of wish that this was a closer. However, this song is amazing. Like, there's nothing that speaks power metal to me more than this track on this album. Like, it, it doesn't... <laughs> there's so much about it. Like, and again, this still goes with the theme of the album. It's amazing to listen to any time of the day. Like, it, it just, it speaks to me highly. So we're we're at track five, but, you know, of a 12-album track. So well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, buddy. So let's uh head into track six, the book of shadows, part four, the scrolls of Geomatria Div Divina. Boy, so this is my album. I'll I'll take this on. So so far, the first five tracks have been fun, a fun power metal experience. And coming out of Starfall, the last three tracks on that had the a Book of Shadows trilogy. So, and with that one, the the first song was an instrumental. The second song had lyrics, and the third song 
wasn't on the instrumental. So it basically was like just one long song with lyrics in the middle. And I was like, that's fine. I like that. And there were good instrumentals. And it kind of reminded me of Advance and Vanquish, Orion, where you had the Upon the Boiling Sea trilogy. And then a couple years later, they come out with uh, All Live Long, Long Live Heavy Metal. And they do Upon the Boiling Sea Part 4, Die for Gold. I'm like, cool. That's awesome. So with astronomy, I'm like, oh, sweet. More Book of Shadows. What the fuck is this? It's another instrumental. In the middle of this album, it detracts so hard. So hard from the overall theme of the first five songs. Like, absolutely unnecessary. And it's... At first, it's pretty. I'm like, oh, cool. Okay, you got a nice little build-up. I love the little slow orchestral intro. That's cool. But then it comes into, like, someone doing, like, clarinet practice, running their scales in the middle. And then you got, like, this, like... I'm like, okay, well, there's some female vocals coming. I'm like, okay, finally, someone's going to fucking sing. Nothing. And then it goes into what reminds me of, like, a Legend of Zelda battle where it gets, like, really... Like dark and gloomy, like at the end of Ocarina of Time, where Link finally gets to the top of the castle and meets Ganondorf playing the you know uh, organ, and he's like, <laughs> and then he just like this dark, looming sound comes out the whole time, and they're battling, and then at the end, it sounds like fucking Mortal Kombat's about to come out with. I'm ready for someone going check out like Mortal Kombat, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then like when I look at it as like a whole piece, I'm like, this is the complete movie soundtrack to the world's four minute film that has three acts into it. It's like the slow like character build up. You know, you can do it. Part two is the girl singing and like, all right, we're ready to go. And then part three is the battle, and then the outro music of like and I'm like what the absolute fuck did I just listen to shame on you Dragonland for putting this in the goddamn album like I knew this existed and I was like you know what I hope they don't hate me for this song for like Adam what the fuck is this song this song I do not like this song I think it detracts from what the end of Starfall was with that Book of Shadows trilogy. Yes, it's finally composed. Like, don't get me wrong. It's beautiful music, whatever. Has no damn place being on this album. It detracts from the first five tracks. It takes away from that, you know, astrological mindset that you're being put into by being slammed back down to reality to go grab the Master Sword and beat Ganondorf. Like... <laughs> And then out of nowhere, Scorpion's like, get over here! Like, just, <laughs> what the fuck? So I... This song gets 0 out of 10 stars. Everyone listening to this song is dumber for listening to it. It may... <laughs> God have mercy on your soul, Dragonland. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just jump in real quick for the Book of Shadows Part 4, The Scrolls of Geometria Divina. Uh, I would just say, Adam, I, I don't know. I hate you for this song. Uh, what the fuck is this song? 
No, I'm just kidding. Those were the two things you were hoping we wouldn't say. Um, trying to think of how I would frame this. If I were installing Warcraft 2 Tides of Darkness and this was playing the entire time, this would be about the part where I would walk away from my PC, maybe sit on a couch in the living room because my computer is <laughs> fucking slow as shit and we're back in 1995. <laughs> and I would be reading the instruction manual, very excited about how I'm going to upgrade my grunts as an orc. <laughs> Unless it's playing during an installation screen for a mid-90s PC game. You do not need this five-minute musical Ghibli Jew in the middle of the album. I just, I don't get it. it, it it's totally... To me, at least, it seems completely off theme. It just kind of feels like they slid this in there because they finished it. I don't, I, I wouldn't, if I had a choice to not rank this, I would just not rank it. But I think you might have an idea where this is going to end up uh, when we get to it. But um, yeah, I don't get it. Totally unnecessary. Matt, what do you think? Um, I keep referencing this like earlier. About what you running on the treadmill at the gym, getting yeah, swole? me me swolling <laughs> fat or beer on the treadmill. No, I keep referencing the fact that this album does this weird shift, and this is where it starts. Yeah, what the fuck is this track doing on this album? What like far be it from me for you to do something like unique and like different and something like that. Like um, the start of a symphony x album this sounds like the start of a symphony x album the start of one not the middling track of an album about fucking astronomy or space or something like that this sounds like the odyssey you know the beginning of the this song the odyssey the 24 minute track <laughs> you know it sounds like the start of that or like it sounds like something that doesn't belong and this is the start of this in this album for me i was like and i can't the problem is, is i can't discredit the music or like discredit anything but what is this doing on this album what is this why is this here um and actually um i'll say it the remainder of the album is like that for me like what what is what does any of this have to do with uh space we'll get there um, buddy we'll yeah, get there buddy but yeah sorry for jumping ahead but like I, I still like it for its musical, you know, composure and everything like that, but it's just so weird. It has so weirdly placed. And it just it's just you could have put this at the end, you could have put this at the beginning, and I would have given you like mad props. I'm like, okay, that's kind of weird, but like then start supernova and then be like, okay. Or then just be like, we're done. But yeah, if anything, this should have been like a bonus track. Yeah, for like a Starfall re-release, it's like, hey, there's part four now. Like, oh, sweet. It, it has no business being on this album. So let's move on to the next track. Hearing for the first time, Beethoven's Nightmare.
Matt, lead us off. What do you think of this song? Hmm. Um, I, I, um, again, this drastic shift had taken this place while listening to it the first time. Uh, I had to listen to this one a couple of times, but I, I'm a huge fan of it. Actually, like it has this weird kind of twisty, like, uh, you know, symphony X and, and, you know, nice vibe to it. And again, I, I, <laughs> there's been so many of these. I was like, why is this on this album? However, I really like the damn song. It, it It's really good. Um, I have a note here. Uh, notes uh get the guitar solo at three minutes and ten seconds definitely worth the checkout so I think it it speaks to a volume that again it, it doesn't belong in the album but it belongs somewhere so uh, i really appreciated this track pretty big fan so all right yeah i i think this is a pretty unique turn uh in the sense of it's a little more traditional power metal, honestly. Like the song kind of goes into that kind of into the the power metal pocket. It's not super fast or anything like that. Um, this song feels more like okay, they're trying to compete with other power metal songs. This is where they're kind of falling back into that Symphony X pocket kind of place, which is fine, right? Like it's uh King's X Symphony X, like that kind of similar play style and whatnot. It's a pretty solid song. There are parts where it kind of goes all over the place. I like the slowed down kind of Steve Vyish Satriani thing going on for the solo, which is pretty cool. But again, I, I unfortunately find myself kind of in that feeling of like I'm back in the power metal sea. And it's a great boat. It's a beautiful boat. But I'm looking around and there's lots of other ones here in the water with us. And it just kind of feels like it's a pretty good power metal song, which, you know, it's a tough arena to compete in because power, a lot of power metal songs have similar formulas. And for me, it's it's hard to differentiate them unless they do something really unique or, 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 or really cool. But overall, it's a great song. No real complaints, but no really like, oh, man, I love XYZ about it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, buddy. For the longest time, like I was like, Beethoven's Nightmare sucks ass. <laughs> like it, it just it doesn't do anything for me. And this is my album, man. But it's a little too chaotic for me. Like with his vocal delivery, and like the music overall is fine. And uh, man, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out. The solo is awesome. It's really beautiful. Like it definitely has that. Just put on the brakes. Big slowdown. Very emotional solo, which is great. But it's on a terrible song. And I think terrible is too harsh for words. It's just a song that 
it's very middling in the re- in the sea of power metal songs out there. Like, there's no big hook that gets you. I mean, it's you know, we when we did fucking Avenged Sevenfold with a little piece of heaven, that song is chaotic as fucking all over the place, but it works very well. It's a memorable song. That's, that's actually but, why I want to talk about this one because I I was wondering. I don't like that song, um, allegedly a little piece of heaven. But what? I like. I like awesome. It. I like this song. That's kind of like I was like, "That's it's here it is. Weird. Yeah. Here, here it is. is. Here it's it is. Extreme, it's extreme. This song is not as extreme. It's not as extreme. But I don't know why I like this one way like more it. than that. Oh, thank you, Adam, for cracking cold one. Here we go. Here we, it's time now. Now we're gonna start fighting. Yeah. It's not about a fucking Dragonland song, about a Ben Self photo oh, yeah. of all, all, all Oh, things. God. Fuck that song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay around. Right. Fuck that song. But anyway. Okay. Well, I'm going to go wheel out my circus tent so we can <laughs> listen to Little Piece of Heaven again. Uh-huh. I remember talking about that song. and I, 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 I remember we were kind of like, oh, I, I hate this song. And I was like, you know what? I fucking love this song. I listened to y'all review that song and I'm going to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> harsh you know what that is the criticism and feedback that i thrive on it gets the blood pumping yeah, i don't have a beer and a crack but i have a, a do you have a gallon of eggnog i have like a slosh i have a um bottle cap to crack which doesn't sound the same or have the same effect. dude honestly it made a pretty good <laughs> all right good anyway, that's it's not my last beer, but it's one oh. of the last ones I would like to drink live on the podcast. All right, well, that was well. We can all agree, like this song is okay at best, good mm-hmm. solo, but that's about it. So, moving on, next track, <laughs> "Too Late for Sorrow."
so too late for sorrow. This is the prime tier power metal. It's got excellent intro, very just kind of goofy, just with the heavy synth intro. The drums come in, just really crunchy guitar, cool melody on it. Very good vocal on this song. Excellent guest vocal from Elise coming in on this one too. It has a really good undertone melody, lead line on the guitar. Solo in this is great. I love everything about this song. This gets the 10 out of 10. I I go to astronomy to listen to Too Late for Sorrow. I go to Starfall to listen to Starfall. The girlfriend I had when I was listening to this band, like, for the love of God, would you play something else? Too Late for Sorrow fucking rules. And I just, this is what I want power metal to be. I want that duality of vocals just singing to one another, belting out this anthem, this epic. To me, that's what's great about this song. <clears throat> Do you guys have plans uh, May 31st through June 2nd of 2024? No. Who knows? Who cares? Okay. No. Uh, well, if you guys want, you could meet me at uh, 100 Van Buren Street in Doyle Park, Little Shoot, Wisconsin, uh, for the Great Wisconsin Cheese Festival. Which ah. is... <laughs> Jesus Christ! What this good song. setup? Good setup. Well, you know what? Like you know what? I'm gonna. You had me. I was like, I was like, other, really I was like, is there gonna I'm be like, a cruise? I'm fucking like, down to go. Is, uh, yeah, <laughs> this go. song is a full blown cheese fest through and through. And the second and, that her vocals, and erection maker, I was gonna say the <laughs> second her voice kicked in, I shit you not, I paused. I was in the middle of working. I paused, looked up, pursed my lips, and was like, Adam, <laughs> once again, <laughs> this is the reason you asked us to do this album. <laughs> and you know what I got to say? This song is fantastic. Uh, it is just a cheese fest through and through. I was grinning the whole time because if you just accept it for what it is, it's great. Yes. Her voice is fantastic. Their play off each other is fantastic. It's 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 a pretty... Power metal, ballady, ooey gooey, cheesy nonsense mess, and it's it's great. It makes me happy. It's like here, it's like watching the end credits of a movie you just enjoy, and you're sitting there like, "Yep, yeah, it was a good time." That's how you feel <laughs> throughout this song. So, yeah, it's a great song. It's like when you're watching Mighty Ducks two, and it's over. Like, I want to watch that again. <laughs> yeah, I want to watch that again. We have a whole sidebar, but man, I gotta say, as an adult, Coach Bombay. Not as cool as I remember him from at the beginning. No. As a kid, I was just like, oh, he's just he's just a troubled man trying to save the kids. And then when I'm older, I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. You got a DUI and then you don't want to help these kids. What an asshole. Anyways, Coach Bombay is still the man. Don't get <laughs> Get in my limo. Let's drive across the frozen pond. <laughs> we might all die, but I don't care. I'm fucking drunk. <laughs> Pass the whiskey. Uh, all right, Matt, uh, what do you think? Um, Goddamn, like. It, hmm. I guess like Orion is like you know 
cheese fest, blah, 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 cheese fest. And you too, Adam. Um, When I first heard this track, I was like, is this, is it Dream Theater? Mm, is it, is that's a it, better, are, better are comparison. There, yes. Are there some tracks that like remind me of Dream Theater? And absolutely, this track reminds me of like Another Day by Dream Theater. Um, I'm trying to find some like other one of their of. Uh, I Walk Beside You by Dream Theater. And I was like, you know, what better way to set set this band apart by having like the two vocalists and like the two, you know, so um, as a f- super huge fan of Dream Theater and not just their like powerful, like uh, they have like a, a depressing track record, but they have a hopeful tracks. This was a hopeful, you know, cheesy track that I, I was like, uh, I unexpectedly heard this track and I was like, it's like for me, it was like it's either the worst track on the album or the best track on the album or like, you know, close to the best track on the album. And I, I absolutely love it. There's nothing that says, you know, uh, since I like Dream Theater a lot, it was like there was nothing that spoke to me more than this track specifically. Um, especially like uh, I think I listen to I Walk Beside You a lot. Like it, it's a cheesy a dream theater track. And I was like, wow, this is the sa- it's it's not the same track, but it's still it's still great. So uh thank you guys for kind of like relatively agreeing with me. I thought you were kind of gonna be like, this fuck sucks. But no, it's a it's a great fucking song. So oh wait, I want to hear the solo first. Fuck y'all, hold on. Again, going back to just that, like how they can make very powerful emotional solos, and but not be blistering speed balls to the wall. Like it's great, and then just the end of the end of the song where it's just you're right, Ryan. It's like them just the end of the movie's over, the credits are rolling, and you just have you know Hans and Elise just singing to each other, just bouncing out like spinning in circles, cameras running around them on a track, just. You know, I you know, I live my life, lost all of my hope, and I'm fearing tomorrow. And then she's singing, "For I need you, I need you." You know, where will I be to see, longing to see? It's just this song, fucking ten out of ten. Can't give enough praise. So, all right, next track, direction, perfection.
I'm very curious about your take on this track. Jimmy's back. Yes. But that divergence that I talked about, they didn't take it too far in anti-batter that I really liked. They kind of do the, the 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 split a little bit more there for direction perfection. And disappointingly, this song doesn't bring it together for me as much as antimatter does. Um, I think they do some cool things. I think his his belting and stuff is pretty cool. But this feels way more like, hey, man, I'm a power metal singer. Let me see how much I can belt it. Jimmy's like, cool, I'm going to do my metalcore shit. I'm like, cool. All right, I'll be back in 10 minutes. And then they put the song together. So unfortunately, it's like the opposite of what I enjoyed about antimatter. So the song's okay. I would say it's okay. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's all right. That's actually really disappointing because I figured you would like this one just as much as antimatter. Did you really? I did. Oh, uh, because just because of the more like the stomp in it with it's just different. It's not like the other songs on this, which again, just like antimatter, this was also a 180 for me. Mm. I for the longest time thought this was a a pass song, and it's a sleeper for me now. Like it's grown on me a lot now. Granted, I've had you know fucking 13 years 14 years listen to this album so it's grown on me and i I really like it and i I think the the harsh vocals work really well on this Mm. because it's you know it's funny whereas beethoven's nightmare was chaotic in a when i didn't like it whereas this one it has like the right amount of chaos you know we're not turning on high it's like right in the middle where it's like you've got him on one side, you got the cleans on the other side. It just it's I think it works really well. And I'll leave my last thoughts after Matt speaks. What do you think? Um it it just it doesn't like there's no theme fit. It doesn't feel unique to me. Um I guess I'm siding more with Orion with that, but like it's just like, yeah, like um after uh too late for sorrow <laughs> like which it's it's so hard to rank that song in the placement of the album i i always feel like this this album has so disjumbled placements like the first four or five feel great and their their theme of the album is great the back half has always kind of like shuffled me it's like where do these tracks belong and why are they here or why are they in the placement that they're in except for the last three which we'll go over in a second so i wasn't a super big fan of this track um it's probably because it just doesn't feel right and that doesn't that's not discrediting the the track or anything like that but it's just yeah like i I don't understand why they put it there or i don't understand why they that did it in general i mean it's a good it's a good track but actually this whole album is is good you know but it's like why did you choose to put this here or why did you choose to put it there you know (laughs) yeah i got you yeah i mean that's actually i'm kind of surprised by both of y'all like i really like this song now so (laughs) i see i we have some uh, disagreement. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a, a huge listen after tonight. I, I think it's, it just needs more time. Like uh, you know, yeah. it's it to me, it's just a sleeper. Like it just it doesn't maybe, maybe where it it's is. at. It doesn't fit. And I honestly think too. And let, let's I'm listening slow real quick. Hold on, then we'll talk more. Hold on.
like the solo it's kind of choppy with the rest of the song but then it becomes real silky and emotional and and it kind of just dives out and it's this droning solo and then at the end you know it says you know in a very slow tone fly through the light in never realms you will find your right direction perfection album over like it's so hard it's... to it's so hard to judge the track and like again like uh what is this one uh this is four minutes oh almost five i mean uh four and a half minutes but i was like yeah like as i keep saying it's like the 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 track doesn't fit the album's theme and there's nothing that i hate more than that it's like some some albums do this especially power metal power metal is an infamous like we want all the songs to fit the same theme and this one just kind of like takes me out of it but it's still i mean like again it's still a fantastic track like like adam nobody can argue that <laughs> like nobody can say yeah that yeah song yeah at all in fact every every track of this album is amazing like individually oh, that's that's not <laughs> like, true uh, every the majority of <laughs> the majority of the tracks on this yep. album are great all right let's dive in all right so the next track actually the next three tracks let's just get this out of the way now <laughs> is a trilogy the old house on the hill chapters one two and three So I'll leave this off real quick. So harking back to when I first got this album, I only had nine tracks when I got this album. It was Supernova through Direction Perfection because I found it on some janky-ass website and (laughs) it didn't have these last three songs. So it wasn't until, what, a year or so ago when I was like, oh, let me show astronomy. I was like, oh, what are these songs? And I would just skim through them. I was like, oh, there's no vocals. Okay, whatever. And then doing this album, I'm like, all right, now's the time to really get into this. I'm like, okay, where are the vocals? Like, this is, again, just like the Book of Shadows part four. I don't understand. Like, the Book of Shadows felt it fit on Starfall. 
this doesn't feel like it fits. Like the the old house on the hill. You know, the this is a space album. Like if this was like, you know, the old hill on you know, the old house on Mars, like uh, you might have me on that, you know. You know, the space bunker of fortitude, you know, something, I don't know. But you know, o- Olaf and Elias are, you know, were inspired to write this trilogy listening to film scores, and they attribute this trilogy to Danny Effman, uh, who's most known for Tim Burton's Batman theme and The Simpsons. So, like, I do get that when listening to this. Yeah. But I don't understand why it needs to be on here. Hmm. Like, I, I, and I'll say the same thing for the other two tracks. Like, I don't understand why. I I don't like this trilogy. I just don't. Spoiler alert. I'm getting it out now. I just I don't want to listen to the other two songs because I don't like them. Yeah. I think it's a it's, it's a shit on the album, but that's probably getting so, my little my words out early, but yeah. that's how I feel. It's so wild to me that they chose to do these back, I guess six tracks. Like I mean, you know, it was six through twelve. And these last three, it's just like, if you want to make something that's like unique and uh, yeah, you're like, I'm, I'm looking at the notes now. I'm on Wikipedia <laughs> as, as we usually do. It's like, all right, you want to do this, make the album about that, make the album unique, make the album about that theme from Batman, you know, like what, what better way to really celebrate that than to make an a full album about that but it's just like yeah like we're not we're not anywhere close to astronomy <laughs> like you know as we were before from the previous tracks and it, it just um it took me out of it i was like it, it's so great that y'all love this uh, the musical talent that they have absolutely fantastic like cannot be matched but Damn, what the hell were y'all thinking? If, like, just make this a six track. Come album. on, bro. What yeah, are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Make this a six track album and then separate it for what the next theme of the album would that could be. So, I I cannot stress enough that it's not about the music. It's not about what they do. It's about the theme of the album and it's about what we had before to what we have now. So. From the beginning to end, it was like, "What the fuck? <laughs> like, are y'all doing?" <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Uh, I think I would define the end of the album as waiting. Uh, I was waiting for something to shift, for it to kind of return to the the front half of the album. I figured there'd be some sort of pivot. Does not happen. It's just a super long, gratuitous epic, which you know. Sure. I don't know, reference the Odyssey or other things, but it's just like it's so disparate from the rest of what the the album like honestly, one through I mean, with the exception of Book of Shadows, you could make an argument for like the first seven songs of the album, aside from Book of Shadows, as being, you know, fairly woven. I mean, Beethoven's Nightmare is a little bit of an aside, Book of Shadows is an aside, but certainly you look through Supernova, Casapea contact astronomy antimatter you can throw in too late for sorrow and direction perfection and 
I think those all tie together really well. Beethoven is a bit yeah. of an aside, but it's a fun aside. And then you look at these three songs, and it's just like, where's the connection here? Like, what is the point of this? Um, it I mean, seems it's, thir- it's thirteen minutes yeah. of instrumentals, which you know, going back to the Book of Shadows, like the first, like they were a connected thread, and this is still con- the old house is a connected thread, but I mean, part one was a rather shorter song on Book of Shadows, which granted, I'm the only one that knows this song, but it was only three minutes. The middle, the second part, part two, is just under three minutes, and it's got vocals, and it's awesome. And then part three, the Glendora Outbreak, is a phenomenal. It's four and a half minutes, and it's just a really good instrumental. Like, I've got no problem with instrumentals. I like, you know, as much as I hate Tim Henson, I like early Polyphia. You know, I could listen to Steve Vai and uh, Rusty Cooley and Joe Satriani. Like, I can listen to those guys. Like, that's good stuff. These are, aside from the album, because I'm not going to listen to the two songs because it's all the same nonsense. It just goes on and on and on for no goddamn reason. Listen to these three songs, like 13 minutes, just sit on the couch. It's, you know, raining outside, rain tapping on your window. Cool thing to listen to. You know, drinking your coffee, watching the rain come down. Cool shit. To be on an album called Astronomy, it's got no damn place to be here. And I'm so disappointed that... Now, if there were vocals on it, different story. But there's no vocals, which I don't understand why. And I hate to be such a negative Nancy about my own album that we're reviewing, but this is just awful. You had a 12-song album, and one-third of it is dedicated to... It's instrumentals so, that have no yeah. place being on it it's so weird to me that like somebody would do that to like like a unique form of like what they want to convey and like again um most power metal bands are always about like the theme of the album the theme of what they're trying to convey and we just didn't get that and um the only thing i had to say was about part one um that it felt like the beginning of that um have you guys played that playstation one game uh medieval hell yeah yeah <laughs> that's what part one sounded like and i had to like replay that track a couple times to be like this feels like the first part of that game i i own that game on they, uh, remat- know, they remade it didn't they for ps5 they re- yeah i mean it's not the same they they I don't know what they did to it, but like it's just it's the same game with quote upgraded graphics, but the controller doesn't work the same. <laughs> the controller works the shittiest of the same as a PlayStation. But I thought it was funny because I was like, this this is feels like this, but this album came out in 2006 and it feels nothing like what they wanted. If they if they introed all of this on a different album, maybe. I'd appreciate it more. Or if they outroed yeah. on it, or if they outroed it on a different album, I'd appreciate it more. But this album has so many stacked, amazing like tracks. I mean, I guess like I can say half of it is stacked amazing tracks about like 
space and astronomy and why are we talking about a house on the hill why are we talking about hauntingness why we you know why are we doing this now all of a sudden but sorry to jump in about that but i just was like i love the fact that i compare like when i listened to that first track i was like this is medieval the <laughs> that playstation one game <laughs> like what the fuck am i listening to right now yeah, I, mean, yep. I mean you're right yeah you're, you're not wrong dude like you're absolutely right like it's just you know, if this was just an instrumental album all throughout, sure, I'd be down to listen to it. But it just makes it has no sense being here. And I like, I'd say after this, we're done. Let's, yep. uh, yeah, let's jump, let's jump into the rankings, man. So, yeah, I would. I've just... got mine pretty much ready to go. Like, I'd say, I mean, obviously, Book of Shadows is out. The trilogy, old old house on the hill, is out. We'll do the eight yeah. songs that are here, and we'll run from that. I just. Yeah, it's it's, it's really it's a it's just funny that I picked this album. I was like, you know what? Fuck half this album. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's, let's rate this album. But, but it's uh, actually it. it's really unfortunate. All these, I mean, like again, musically and like they're so talented. They're so they're so fucking talented. But like when you want to do an album, this is not how you do an album. I guess is yeah. like what I'm trying to say. Like, fuck like, one third of the album. Yeah, yeah fuck one third of the album. And let's not relate it to the rest of it. But um, if anybody can find, like, I mean, share share notes, what you got. I, I'd love to hear it. Because, again, I haven't listened to any of their other music up until this point. So tomorrow, like, immediately tomorrow, I'm going to do my treadmill <laughs> and run and, and try to listen to something else from them. Because uh, I'd love to. But I was like, wow what are y'all doing with this one astronomy is half great half weird so uh yeah adam take it away with what you want to do all right but yeah so let's uh go into our rankings before final thoughts and then uh we'll go from there all right matt as our guest we got the eight tracks what is your number eight uh i will put that as uh um, even though I talk mad shit, uh, Beethoven's Nightmare. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not so, sure that's mad shit because uh, I. <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what do you think? Uh, my number eight, eight uh, is Astronomy. Comes at number eight. Hmm. It's fine. Yeah, that's I don't. Fine. I'm gonna go ahead and say, I don't hate any of these songs. The only songs I didn't like, we've already nixed before we even started. So. Perfect. Halfway there. All right, uh, my number eight is going to be Beethoven's Nightmare. Hmm. Matt, your number seven. Uh, direction Perfection. Okay. Ryan? Sound the Alarms. That is also my number seven. Direction Perfection. All right, let's see. My number seven is going to be the lead-off track, Supernova. <coughs> Matt, your number six. I'm going to hit uh, Astronomy on that one. Okay. Uh, my, uh, Ryan, your number six. Right behind you, Supernova at number six. Right. Uh, my number six is going to be Direction Perfection. What a shocking... First three songs were just set the same <laughs> shit in different order. <laughs> uh, all right. 
Well, not really. Oh, I know. Never mind. I forgot yeah. about uh, yeah. what That's comes up it. next. It's me. All right, number five. Uh, is it Casapedia? I like the little okay. extra flourish she threw in there. Remember, huh. um, somebody or how the guy from How I Met was it Encyclopedia. What is, is that from How I Met Your Mother or something? Yeah, was he from? said Encyclopedia rather than Encyclopedia, <laughs> so I decided to say. I like it. I like the little flourish in there. All right, my number five is Beethoven's Nightmare. Beethoven. That's pretty high for you. It's no. a pretty cool song. Okay, loser. All right, number five for me is Astronomy. Mm-hmm. All right, so now right, so the top four will be all the same. So we got that out the way. So <laughs> shit. No, it's not because Matt, no, fuck you. That's me. You're, you're number four. It's supernova. Okay, our top three <laughs> will be the same. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. It's the same, but same, same, but different. All right, my number four, Cassiopeia. All right, buddy, me and you. Number four. Oh, Guess tied yeah. up. Number three for you, Matt. Antonio. Okay. Perfect. All right, Ryan. Number three, contact. Uh, my number three is the opposite of matter. Antimatter. All right, number two for you, Matt. Too late for Sarah. All right, uh, Ryan, you're number two. Joining Matt in the Cheese Fest line. <laughs> too late for sorrow, number two. All right, my number two is Contact. <laughs> which, Matt, put your number one at? Contact, my guy. <laughs> um, cool song. It's a great I, song. I will add that that if you want to listen to this album, but listen to this band, this was a song that was like a staple point for me. Um, yeah, like Adam, I really appreciate you recommending this band. We're not there, Matt. Oh, calm down. <laughs> All right, Orion, you're number one. Continue <laughs> anti matter, which puts my number one at too late for sorrow. <laughs> the correct pick atop <laughs> the hill. Again, it's not the old house on we the hill. Know you <laughs> already have premium parking in the VIP pass <laughs> to the Cheese Fest, so it doesn't surprise you the slightest that no, this sir. would be your number one pick. It was, it was very hard for me to pick <laughs> to pick what I picked, but no, you made the right choice, buddy. That's your favorite song. That's the one that you gravitated towards the most. Contact is great. I mean, close for me. I mean, literally, it's a podium. Contacts two, it, three, one. So yeah. Uh, so this is what we got. So for rankings, so Supernova, seven, six, four, Casapea, four, four, and five, Contact, two, three, one, Astronomy, five, eight, and six, Antimatter, three, one, three, Beethoven's Nightmare, eight, five, eight, Too Late for Sorrow, one, two, two, perfect, and Direction Perfection, six, seven, seven, the instrumentals, all zeros. So, <laughs> um, so final thoughts, Matt, as our guest, I know you're anticipating Sorry. this. I'm glad to have you here, babe. So final thoughts. What do you think of this album overall? Um, again, like it, it has this unique pickup and unique like start, but unfortunately the finishers are all just kind of like, what are you doing to an album about space and time? And um, I'd love to, you know, I don't know if I can find some sort of like chats or like, you know, 
exclusive content between this band but it's just like yeah like i really appreciate the 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 tracks as a whole and what they were trying to do but it's like what the fuck were you thinking sometimes but um contact was the my favorite because it just hit the most when i first listened to it so yes uh me and i think me and you adam are cheese fest motherfuckers so we were like too late for sorrow did hit it was like oh, it was such absolutely. a it, it was such a unique experience to listen to that after everything I had listened to, but I was like, I wonder what track is theirs. Like what what speaks them apart from every other band? Because as I said, uh, "Too Late for Sorrow" was so much like a Dream Theater song to me. That was like, but Contact was not Contact. I've never heard a a track like that, so I decided to go with that as my favorite track because I was like. This is them. This is their sound. But Too Late for Sorrow is so uh, like there's a couple Dream Theater tracks that sound so much like that. So again, I like the music. I like this album. I don't know why they felt the need to split this album in a weird half point, but I'm really excited to dive into the rest of their music catalog. And I, I have you, Adam, to thank for that because I've never heard Excellent. porn. So <laughs> super excited. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, and, and like looking at our, our rankings together, outside of Supernova, which was a three-song split, we were either, I mean, we had four, five, two, one, five, six, three, three, eight, eight, one, two, six, seven. So we were right there in line with each other the whole time, which is pretty cool. Uh, Ryan, your final thoughts, buddy. Yeah, I was I kind of had an idea of what to expect coming into this album. And I will say the first half of it, there's a few songs I was like, Yeah, okay. And a couple songs I was like, Oh my damn. And then towards the back half, I was just like, Let it end. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, still Please for the love of God. And you know, here's what I'll say, man. Like you mentioned, you know, it's a thirteen minute diddly do of tracks. And it's not just the time, it's just like the total left turn, man. Like, you look at the Odyssey by Symphony X. The Odyssey is a 24-minute song with six parts in it. However, they're all tied to the same album. That song is literally about the Odyssey. It's ridiculously long, but it works because of what it's about. This one just feels like we wrote this this these multiple lengthy doodads. Let's put them in at the end. I just fucking snooze fast. No, thank you. Um, overall, though, I liked the songs that I liked enough that they will make the rotation, and I will continue to listen to them, and I enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I, I the the having Elise's voice very nice, good stuff. Which it's funny, interesting because like seeing when they do, I mean, like Dragonland. So let me back up. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's awesome. You know, I, I'm glad that I can be a little bit more of an influence on you on certain stuff because I. As we said last week and the week before, it's just funny how, like, you're on the, I guess, the heavier side of metal, and I'm still on the, like, the, you know, happier power metal side of things. And it's like, fuck yeah, give me some synthesizers and auto tune and just happy go shit, you know. But with, like, this band, it's fun to see the progression where you have these guest vocals from Elise and Jake E, and it's, you know, it's in Starfall. And it progresses through Under the Great Banner for the next album. And then they go on and just make their own full-time band. And it's great. So I, I do love this album. 
the vocal tracks, I do like this. You know, if it was just an eight song album, like, like when we did, you know, Tactical from World, on, World Under Blood, it was an eight song album. That's all you need. I don't think we need these instrumentals here. And it's also fun to do this where we're reviewing albums that shape our mental journey, that go in and explore our tastes and how it refines what we like to listen to and what helps discover and, you know, broadens the web. Oh, I listen to this band. I'm going to listen to that band because of this band. We can go back and still criticize. And it's like, it's not, everything's perfect. Like these aren't great albums or should mean not perfect albums. Our first album was the crusade by Trivium, yeah. a much maligned album, you know, cause we don't want to always do these kind of things. So I knew going into this was like half this album sucks. But I still want to do it yep. because I enjoy like what the good songs are, are great. What the bad songs are, what pulls it down. And I said that at the very beginning, you know, there are great, what, Dragonland has good songs. They also have some really crappy songs. And crappy is not to be taken in a negative connotation where it's a flat out awful song. The music is fine. Like it's well composed, but it's not, it should not be on this album. And that's where I think it, like this would not get like a 10 out of 10 stamp as a, as a Desert Island album, because I don't want to listen to the whole thing. You know, I want to listen to maybe six songs. So, I mean, overall, like, I'm glad we did this one. This was fun. I'm glad that for both of you, this was a good, fun experience. It's the first time listen, first time exposure to an album and a band at that too. So, Matt, I'll send you some songs to listen to of what I personally like from, from other albums. I can't wait to dive into them um, specifically. Like, no, I definitely go back, go, go backwards, go to Starfall, Holy Wars, and then Ivory yeah. Plains yeah, um, I before you go you, forward. But I appreciate you introducing me yeah. to them. Like, period. Yeah, for sure. Well, boys, well, this is the whole point of the podcast. It is re-venture, you know, venturing down our metal journey, looking back on albums that shaped our taste, and finding exposure to paint other fans and they may not show the band so let's look at it with matt so please continue to listen to us on all the streaming services uh follow us on uh, facebook and on twitter at the metal oasis podcast and the best way to contact us is the metal oasis at gmail.com again that's the metal oasis at gmail.com ryan and i definitely look forward and hearing like reading all your feedback out there and let us know what you think about our rankings and just overall picks in general so with that being said 50 albums down. Excited to keep doing this. With that being said, Orion or Matt, I'll catch you on the flip side. Later, me bros, may you fly upon your winged mythical serpent (laughs) through the celestial skies and slay your enemies. Go to bed. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) All right, goodbye. Bye.